at the psych hospital I worked at Pine Rest Psych Hospital for eight years and I worked with kids in the residential unit these were kids who were fucked up <laughs> fucked up <laughs> and they lived at the uh, they, they lived at the hospital usually between uh, one to two years because they were unfortunately very, very damaged uh, young individuals. Wayne, what are you doing? <laughs> they were very damaged kids. Um, uh, they were anywhere from like the age 12 all the way up until 18. Depending upon the situation, we could, we could keep kids past their 18th birthday. It didn't normally work that way, but normally when they turned 18, they became adults. They were fucking adults. In the eyes of the law, they were adults. And trust me, everybody, none of them were fucking adults in any kind of capacity. So it was always, uh, it was always interesting. Always a challenge. <laughs> uh... And back then, I used to be uh, I used to be a runner. I've talked about it some on the podcast. Used to run five Ks and twenty five Ks and marathons and all you know triathlons, all that shit, right? So what I like to do is I tried to reward kids who were doing better. And I know some of you are like, this is how you rewarded the kids. I would take the kids on runs. We would run around the campus. Pine Rest campus is pretty big. I think one time I clocked it. You know, this was way back when. I'd fucking this. I had a like a Garmin watch. The, the, the Garmin watch was like the size of like a pill bottle. <laughs> big. And I think one time I clocked it and it was just under a mile running around the whole campus. So yeah, pr pretty fucking big, right? Pretty fucking big. And, you know, I didn't make anyone do it. I was like, hey, if you want to do it, let, let's go do it. You know, so this was shit I did on my own time. And I just kind of, you know, we'd have a group. I think maybe the largest group I ever had was like four or five kids. And some of these kids were from the locked unit, meaning these kids were... They were, they were very fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, they were, they did well when we went running. I always established rules. I always established that we were going to run together. You know, no, I mean, clearly some of these kids were better than others. But the whole, the point was, you know, teamwork working on self-esteem, you know, a little bit of exercise, coping skills, you know, all that kind of horse shit. <laughs> and we would do it. And we actually, one of the kids that I had in the, uh, op he was in the open unit. And boy, uh, this guy, I really like this kid a whole lot. He was just such a sad sack. I'm going to call him Chad. Chad's not his real name, but the point of the story is Chad. And Ch Chad was just a sad sack. And he was in the locked unit, and he did well in the locked unit, and then we got him out into the open unit. You know, and he went to school in the community. Not all of the kids who, who lived in the uh, open units went to school in the community. We had a school on campus that some of the kids who just quite weren't ready to go to school in the community and he went and he he did fine to be perfectly honest he was very much a success story for our program none of these kids 
were, were probably they were always going to be involved in the system in in some capacity or or another. They were always going to need help in some capacity, which is fine because trust me, I feel like I need help most of the goddamn time. <laughs> But he did, he did well. He wanted to run, and he actually was on the cross-country team at the high school. Was he any good? I don't think so. I don't, you know, com comparatively, I don't think so. But also, again, you got to look at it from the perspective of, like, where this kid came from, the challenges that he had, the challenges that he was going to continue to have, and just the fact that he was going to school in the community, just the fact that he was on the cross-country team and was participating, was like fucking unprecedented. <laughs> I bought him some shoes for it. You know, you just kind of like... I always felt kind of weird about buying things like that for the kids because there's always like this weird boundary that you're supposed to maintain as a therapist and I, but I always felt like some of these kids just needed something <laughs> and so what a little thing of like $40 shoes that he could wear to, to run in in races didn't fucking mean a whole lot to me it probably meant way more to him god I can't I cannot remember if I discharged that kid before I, I left. I don't think I did. I think he was still there. I think he was going to be just one of those kids who was going to remain with us till he turned 18. And then we would just discharge him into the adult system. And he would, he was from good old Tuscola County. <laughs> God damn. And I remember we would have to go like quarterly visits for court the, to go for the court, to go in front of the judge, to kind of uh, talk about uh, how things have been going over the quarter, what what the goals were for the next quarter, you know that kind of shit. And we always had relatively positive things. The unfortunate thing for Chad was he did not have. A support system outside of the system you know he had his caseworker and that was about it there was no family involvement no one ever came to see him there were no family sessions none of that shit and a good majority of our kids unfortunately were kind of like that so I felt bad for him but I remember one time we went to the court Tuscola County is a good three hours away from Grand Rapids, so we'd have to drive three hours to get there. And I think we legitimately were in the courtroom for 30 seconds. Legitimately, 30 seconds, everybody. And I was relatively outraged. Like, I, there really wasn't any reason for us to go to court. Chad was Chad. Chad remained a baseline the majority of the time he was just like i said he was just kind of a sad sack but we got through things and when we got to court and we we're basically like yeah he's he's doing okay well all right we'll see you in three months i'm like what we couldn't have done this over the phone now i will remind everybody this was uh pre-2008 so this was before like zoom and uh i don't want to say the in internet was in its infancy but there really wasn't you know, social media was still just kind of like MySpace. Email was clearly a thing. But I was like, God, fuck. We couldn't have just put you on, like, speakerphone and called you. Like, why am I wasting, like, six hours of my day? Now a good portion of the time, the kids fucking just love to go to court because it would be time away from the hospital, time away from school. We would, you know, depending upon how far we went, we would go out and we'd get something to eat at like McDonald's. Or I always told my kids, I'm like, hey, we'll go where you want to go. You want to go to Arby's? We'll go to Arby's. You want to go to Subway? We'll go to Subway. We'll go to wherever the fuck you want. So they always love that shit. God. <laughs> there were a couple times. There were a couple times, everybody. 
where kids would try to make the great escape. <laughs> they would try to run away. And there was one time a kid was in a group. You know, we had we, we had various group groups, therapeutic groups for the units, and then we would have groups based upon like specific things like uh, there was a sex offender group that I ran. <laughs> good times, everybody, good times. They would have like recreational therapy groups, you know, stuff like that, you know. And there was one time during a group, something happened during the group and a kid used whatever happened in the group as a distraction, as an opportunity for him to fucking run. <laughs> and he was in the locked unit and uh, so he's kind of running across the fields. There were, there were a lot of, like, just big grassy areas on the campus. And he's running across it. And it wasn't, he wasn't in my group. I wasn't one of the group leaders. I knew the kid. <laughs> and, uh, like, they put out the call, the call that there was an escape. <laughs> so I... I'm busting out of my office doing whatever shitty paperwork that I'm glad I could get away from. And I saw that he was running across the field. <laughs> and I don't know if this kid knew what was coming. <laughs> but I'm chasing him down. I'm like the goddamn Terminator, at least back in those days I was. And... <laughs> This kid is running, and he's yelling at me. He's like, why are you chasing me? <laughs> and I'm fucking, clearly I'm gaining on him, and then I get him, and I'm like, what are we doing, man? Are we going back, or what are we doing here? And he, he came back with me, but he was just so mad that he could not outrun. I'm assuming all of the kids thought I was an old fucking man. But when I left that job, I was only 38. <laughs> but I'm sure they all thought I was old as fuck and was getting ready to die. Why are you chasing me? <laughs> Where are you going, dude? Who the fuck do you know in this town? Nobody. Get out. Get back here, you dummy. Uh, I, and I would always tell the kids, I'm like, hey, you might be able to outrun me for like 10 yards, but then uh, but then it's over. I, I told them, I run marathons. I will catch you. <laughs> and there was another time that was a little more drastic than that. Holy shit. This kid was in the locked unit, and uh, he just took a, a chair to the window. We had, you know... I mean, it was a locked unit. There weren't bars on windows, but all the windows were hermetically sealed or whatever you want to call it. And he just took a chair to the window and smashed the shit out, you know, the security glass, safety glass, smashed the shit out of it. And uh, somehow he, he climbed out all before, like, st I guess before staff realized what was going on. I don't know how they just don't hear this glass being smashed. But he gets out, and he, he was one of my kids. And that was a kid who, he was, he was a very smart kid, but he was just a very fucking aggressive kid. God damn it. He was just so aggressive. So if you were to go, hey, uh, steal that client that you had, yeah, he's in fucking prison. I'd be like, well, yeah, yeah I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Hopefully he's not. Like I said, he was a smart kid, but fuck. So he smashed the window and he escaped. And, uh, you know, I wasn't down on the unit. I didn't know shit from shit. But when I found out it was my kid, I was like, fuck that kid. No, no one's escaping on my shift, bitch. <laughs> and so I hopped in uh, one of my uh, work vehicles and we were just driving around the community. And then we found that kid. I don't know, a mile away, he was using a payphone. If you guys remember payphones, he was using a payphone at like a hotel. They had a payphone outside the hotel and he was using it. We just pull up on him and he's like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm caught. At least he realized and he didn't fight with us. 
it was me and my uh, co-worker, Jason, who was another therapist. And we were like, just get in the van, man. Like, what are, what are we doing here, right? It was pretty impressive, though. I mean, smashing the window, getting out, getting a good mile away. I mean, he was probably gone a good half hour plus. But he was another kid. Like, he was not from the area. He didn't know shit. We, we get kids all over the fucking state of Michigan. We had kids from even up in the UP. We had kids who came from uh, Indian reservations, right? Like, they were court-ordered by, like, native tribes or whatever. And I remember one time, uh, Jason and I, we had to travel up to the UP because that's where one of the kids came from. And uh, so we had to take the kid to court. And we thought, again, this is all before like GPS and shit like that. We had the address for the courthouse up there. So we went to the courthouse, but it was the wrong courthouse because we went to like the county courthouse and not the uh, tribe courthouse. Fuck. And the tribe courthouse was like on the other side of the lake. So we were late by like a half hour or some shit. But... We, it was like a nine-hour fucking drive to get up there. <laughs> it was not pleasant. And uh, I just remember the, the judge being mad at us. And I wanted to be like, fuck you, you fuck. Why don't you travel the nine hours to come down to us, you dumb fucking dick? I didn't, though. I didn't. I would now. I think I would now. If a judge were to fucking be bitchy about some shit, I'd be like, hey, fuck you. Throw me in your dumb fucking tribal jail, you motherfucker. I don't give a shit. Eat my balls. <laughs> and that's probably why I don't do social work anymore. <laughs> I'd rather tell people to eat my balls than fucking uh, take it from them. <laughs> eat ass. Eat ass! <laughs> I should just turn that into a sticker. Eat ass. <laughs> Elemento Podcast. Eat ass. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's me. Oh, boy. Stu McAllister with me as always are the dogs. I got both dogs on the couch. Uh, I see Larry Cat. He's on the dining room table. I don't know where Cow is. I don't think he's on the porch. I have closed the door. It's, again, it's cold, everybody. It's 53 degrees, according to my computer. It's too goddamn cold, but it is technically it's fall now. Late September. It's awful. I hates it, but what are you going to do, everybody? What are you going to do? But uh, but how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Was it a good day? I hope it was. Uh, I know it can't be difficult because today is Monday, September 26, 2020. Dose. Hopefully it was a good day. You're back to work. Hopefully it was an easy day. I know Mondays can be shit days for a lot of people. Stuff happens over the weekends. I, you know, I was... Yeah, when I was a therapist, you know, doing social work, shit happens over the weekend and you got to clean up messes or whatever. Or you got to prepare for the, the fucking whole week. Yeah, it can be crazy, man. But hopefully it was good. Uh, hopefully it was good. Uh, for the, Any new listeners? I know I've been getting some new listeners. I like it a whole lot. Uh, if you don't know who the fuck I am, clearly you're like, God damn, this guy swears a lot. Yep, that's... It's part of the podcast. Uh, it's just it's just who I who I am and where I'm at in my life, and I enjoy it. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, but I'm Steve McAllister, the host of the Elemental Podcast. I uh, used to do comedy for a living, used to do social work for a living, and now I drive a dipping dot ice cream all over the great state of Michigan. And to, today I had to drive down to the Detroit school area. I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I had to drive to Detroit schools to deliver dipping hot ice cream. Very easy, just kind of a distance. I was good two, two plus hours to get to my first stop. So I get into work at like six most mornings. And uh, so there you go. So I did it. Easy peasy, new placement, dropped it off. Everybody's easy. It was good. It was good. It was good. My boss had me stop at some places on the way back to places. Now, 
longtime listeners know I bitch about my coworkers all the time, and today is just another example of why I hate my coworkers. And people are like, Stu, you, you bitch about your coworkers a whole lot. You're probably that asshole work that everybody fucking hates. I'm like, well, I might be. But here's here's the thing. I know people don't like guys who complain about the coworkers and complain about their job like when you're next to them in a cubicle, you're next to them in the assembly line or whatever like that. I don't ever see anybody. I'm in my van doing my own goddamn thing, right? But I often have to clean up messes of my coworkers. It just works that way. And today was another example. If I go to this place in Brighton, Michigan, it's called the Legacy Center. It's one of these big sport complexes. They got a lot of soccer fields and baseball fields. And they actually have like a couple indoor softball fields. And they got volleyball courts and indoor soccer courts. I mean, it is big, big. And they got three Dippin' Dot freezers, right? And I know the season's changing. Uh, They sold a shit ton in the summer at the Baseball Diamonds. And now it's going to be indoor shit, indoor soccer, volleyball, all that stuff. Uh, Probably ice cream probably doesn't sell as well, but you still go. And I go and I show up. And I know the guy, the the honcho in charge, just because I see him all the time. And I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? You need any dots? He's like, ah, that freezer's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, we got a freezer over here and this and that. Apparently, they had a meltdown like a week or so ago. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, all right. I, I, the one freezer was completely empty. It was completely clean. I, I don't know what it was there for. Apparently, one of my coworkers, the young fuck, dropped it off for some reason. I don't understand. Uh, but then they had another freezer uh, that was complete shit. They had, they had a meltdown. You know, like I said, they lost power and all this product just went to shit. And it was all fucking there. And he he said, my coworker told him, he's like, yeah, just unplug the freezer for like 10 minutes and then you can dump some water in it and then you should be able to clean it pretty good. And here's the problem, everybody. If my coworker said that, he is a lying sack of shit or he's dumb as shit. And, uh... I'll say he's both, probably, because first off, everybody, you shouldn't have the goddamn client clean the fucking freezer. Like, I get it was their mistake, but it's hard as shit to clean these freezers. It just, it, it, it's time consuming and you, you need a lot. You need a fucking hose, to be perfectly honest. You need a drain in the floor and a lot of these places just don't fucking have it. So what you do is you carry freezers in your van and you swap them out. But my dumb fucking coworker never likes to fucking do it. So I'm assuming he just didn't want to fucking deal with it. So I I dealt with it today. And you know what? The dude was happy as pig and shit. He's like, what? You'll just swap out freezers? Give us a, a brand new clean one and you'll take this old one away that's got all the fucking product in it? I was like, yeah, because I asked him, like, what do you want to do with the product? He's like, yeah, we're just going to throw it away. I'm like, well, then let's just fucking swap out freezers. I got I got freezers that are completely functional in my van. Take one. Here we go. And it's shit like that. It's just dumb shit like that. It, it took me all of like 10 minutes just to swap the freezers. It, it's not a time thing. And then it's getting back to the warehouse. And so I get back to the warehouse. It was two hours getting back to the warehouse. And I didn't plug that freezer in so I could let it defrost. That shit was still hard as a fucking rock when I got back to the warehouse. So when my coworker's telling people to unplug a freezer for 10 minutes, he's a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. Ugh, he's just so dumb. So tomorrow I get to drive to the great city, the great metropolis of Bad Axe, Michigan. What a name for a town, right? If nothing else, I love that name. I would love to go, or I'd love to have somebody ask me where I'm from, and then I'll just be like, I'm from Badass Michigan. And they're like, what? You're from Badass Michigan? No, I said Badass Michigan. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's super cool. I'm like, you're goddamn right. But I actually know someone from Badass Michigan, and he says, uh, Everybody who lives there is a racist piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't live there. You live there. And he's like, yeah, that's why I got the fuck out. He's like, I don't want to live there anymore. I'm like, okay. 
I mean, I've been there a whole bunch of times. It is a podunk town in the middle of nowhere. And so you just rightfully assume that everybody who lives there is racist. I mean, I can't confirm it. But apparently he can. He confirmed it for me. I'm like, well, thank you for validating my uh, the stereotype that I've given the great people of Bad X Michigan. Now I know they're all racist pieces of shit. But at least they buy Dib and Dot ice cream, so they got that going for them. <laughs> Fuck. So in my travels today, I like to take my dogs when I can. Uh, you know, I've gone a good portion of the day. So I don't like having them locked up in the kennel. So I'll bring them. And they're usually pretty good, right? They like it. They're in the van. It's good. Sadie Dog loves the rides. She loves looking out the window, loves sticking her head out, and the, the breeze and all. It's good. And I'll pack what I, I pack a lunch. I got a lunch for myself. I got treats and the water for them too. And I keep my lunch clearly in the cab with us. You know, it's just a little, like, insulated bag, and I got all the Tupperware in it. You know, I bring, I got my sandwich and my pretzels, and I got my carrot sticks. You know, I'm trying to eat healthy. My The sandwich is always a peanut butter and jelly stew. Why peanut butter and jelly? Well, because it's easy to make. Fuck. <laughs> it's easy to make. little Jif peanut butter, little strawberry jam, and you're good to go. But apparently at some point in my travels today when I was out of the van, Ween Dog, <laughs> good old Ween Dog, got my fucking lunch bag and somehow opened up the goddamn uh, Tupperware. It ate my sandwich. <laughs> I know I didn't eat the sandwich, but fucking goddamn Ween Dog opened up the Tupperware and ate my goddamn sandwich. Like, you motherfucker, Ween Dog. And I know it was Ween Dog. Because Sadie Dog does not get down on the floor of the, the van. Ween Dog prefers to be on the floor of the van. Sadie Dog's sitting on the seat so she can look outside. I don't know why Ween Dog doesn't like it. Ween Dog just likes sitting down and kind of curling up and taking a nap. I don't know, whatever. So Ween Dog's always down there. I'll give him, like, a pretzel and some of the carrot sticks. But she ate my whole goddamn sandwich. Motherfucker. Then when I get home today, a lot of problems with Sadie Dog. She took a dump in the house again today. I'm like, God damn it. I don't know what I can do, everybody. I swear to God, I let her out all the fucking time. Because I want to avoid the piss and the poop. And I'm not avoiding the piss and the poop. You know what the... I know it's been recommended that I get diapers for her, but god damn, I don't want to spend money on fucking something that just sounds like it'd be incredibly inconvenient for me. I mean, not like fucking cleaning up piss and poop is an inconvenient, but Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. So I had a lot of people reach out to me last night in this morning. Stu, why the fuck were people reaching out to you? Well, long-time listeners will know that I'm a, a Buffalo Bills fan, and the, the Buffalo Bills lost yesterday. They lost to the Miami Dolphins. It was a close game. What was it, 21-19? to 19, Something like that. It was a very weird game. The Bills had every opportunity to win the game, and they just couldn't get it done. I'm not making excuses. I'm pointing out things that are actual things. The Bills had a lot of injuries before the game. Their secondary was completely decimated. Two off, uh, two defensive linemen were out. Their center was out. So, I mean, that's like, what is that, seven players? Seven players before the game even starts. Seven starters before the game even starts are out. And then during the game, fucking so many people are getting hurt or they're suffering from fucking... Heat exhaustion. Just so bad. So, but they held their own. They held their own. And like I said, they had two opportunities, two great opportunities to win the game at the end, and it, it just didn't happen, and they lost. And so I'm at the bar. I'm watching the game with a buddy. We're watching the game. 
And at no point during the game did I feel like the Bills were going to lose. Even right now, I still feel like the Bills are going to win. Even though it's been over 24 hours since the game's been over. But I still feel like they're going to win. Something's going to happen. They're going to win. But they lost. Whatever. And I didn't. So I just didn't feel bad about it. I'm like, well, okay. The Dolphins beat our second and third stringers. Good for them. It was a solid game. Uh, I feel like the Bills, like if you were to look at the stat line, you go, oh my God, that, and you didn't know who was who. You'd be like, oh my God, that team destroyed them. And you're like, well, it just, you know, didn't happen. The, the, the Bills had an unfortunate turnover, uh, which which gave an easy score to the Dolphins. What are you going to do? But part, part of it too, there were some plays that I guess I just didn't see during the game, but there was a play where a uh, Dolphins defensive player kicked Josh Allen, the quarterback, in the balls. <laughs> You're not supposed to kick players, let alone try to kick them in the balls, okay? So there's that play, but then apparently towards the end of the game, there was like a scrum, there was a tackle, and there was a bunch of people in the pile, and apparently one of the linemen for... Uh, the Dolphins apparently was grabbing Josh Allen in the balls. And I've always heard, I've never played any kind of organized football like that, but I've always heard in piles, there's always shenanigans going on. Junk getting pulled, finger in the butthole, and not in a good way. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, what? So I don't know if that's something that they teach their players down in Miami to just go for the junk, but whatever. And at, when the game was over, our new offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, who well, did play professional football, he did play for the University of Miami, and then uh, I forget who he played for. Was it Tampa Bay? He played San Francisco. It was San Francisco. He wasn't very good. Let's, we'll be perfectly honest. He was a much better college quarterback than, than pro quarterback. He wasn't very good. I actually have a card of his somewhere. But uh, he, he was. this is the first year for him being the offensive coordinator. He was the quarterback coach last year. Uh, I feel like he's doing okay. But when the game was over, he he's up in the booth. He's not down on the field. He's up in the booth watching. He went apeshit, right? He is just throwing papers around. He's got a tablet. He's doing his best Tom Brady impersonation. He's just smashing it. Yeah, he's having a little temper tantrum. And again, I think a lot of it is just because the Bill, Bill should have won. They didn't. They should have won. So he's just frustrated and angered by it. And I think probably even more so the Dolphins are a divisional rival. You don't want to lose to a divisional rival. So there was a lot of a lot of talk about it today. There was talk about it last night too, but there was a lot of talk about it today of well, how does this look? And I saw a bunch of people saying it looks bad for him, it's bad for the organization. And then I but I saw way more people go, hey, we like this spirit. We like the fire. We like the fact that he's not happy with shit. <laughs> we like the fact that he's got personality. And uh, I clearly, I skew that way. I'm like going, hey, great. This guy is a guy who doesn't like losing. He threw a temper tantrum. Who cares? Kyle Brandt, who is a uh, NFL broadcast, I get broadcaster, I guess, host of uh, Good Morning Football, one of the co-hosts, and he always does a little thing. He actually does uh, a thing with Josh Allen every week. I think on Tuesdays, so maybe they'll talk about it tomorrow. But he was kind of saying this will be something that Ken Dorsey will carry with him for the rest of his career. They'll be making memes and jokes about it and whatever. And I'm like, I. I guess, but who the fuck's upset by it? And, you know, I tweeted at Kyle Brandt. I'm like, hey, let's put everything into perspective, right? It's not like he has sexually assaulted numerous women. It's not like he stole millions of dollars from a welfare fund, right? He fucking, he broke a tablet. And I, I want to say 
He's not the first guy. Tom Brady breaks tablets almost like that's his job. Who cares? Who cares? These guys can uh, clearly afford another fucking tablet. It was probably his own goddamn tablet. Who gives a shit? It's nice to see some spirit. It's nice to see someone care. I'm all right with it. I had a lot of, I saw a lot of tweets from players going, yeah, this is what we want to see. This is who we want to play for. So it's weird to me. I don't know if it's just people trying to be contrarians. I don't know if it's something where it's something for them to talk about. I mean, clearly it's a long fucking season. Like, ah, oh, fuck. What can we talk about today? We're at, the show goes for three hours. The fuck can we talk? All right. We'll talk about Ken Dorsey breaking a $40 tablet. Oh my God. It's the end of the earth. Fuck you. Fuck it. I like Kyle Brandt, but fuck you. <laughs> can someone send this sound clip to him? Fuck you. <laughs> Constant swearing, occasionally funny. Christ cares. It's football. Anyone get hurt? No. Cares. Uh, oh, God. This was a funny thing, too. When I was watching the game, clearly I'm in Michigan. And uh, so the game that's on, like, all the television sets around me, they, they purposely only put the game on one television for us to watch the Bills game. But then all these other televisions have the Lions game on. And uh, I'm not a Lions fan, but I would like the Lions to win, right? Life is better for people around me when the Lions win, right? I know probably more Lions fans where I live than anything else. So, you know, you want them to win. They're a long-suffering organization. You want them to fucking win. And they had... A horrible fucking loss, too. Um, They should have won. I think they lost the game with like a minute left. I think Minnesota scored a touchdown with like a minute left. They should have fucking won. Minnesota came back. I can't believe they were winning. They should have won. I think they were up by like 10 points going into the final quarter. Whatever. But I'm watching it. And um, the Detroit Lions running back, Jamal Williams, I don't know who he is, but he uh, he scored. He had a 13-yard run to put them up 24-14. to 14. Great. He did it. It was a good fucking run. But he got called for, what is it, unsportsmanlike conduct? Excessive, excessive celebration. It's all dumb to me, right? Like he scored the touchdown, and after he scored, this is everybody around me was going like, "Oh, oh, God, what the fuck?" He, what he did is he just did like he did like four hip thrusts. Let me see, one, two, three. Four. He just did like four. Like he was like a Chippendale dancer thrusting his cock out for all the ladies to fucking grab his cacarito. <laughs> right? And I'm like, to me, it's like, whoa. But he didn't do it in the face of an, uh, an opposing player. There was no, he was just doing it to like the air. He had like three teammates who were surrounding him. It was like, whatever. Who cares? They go here in the article. It's unclear if officials were counting Williams' hip, thr- hip thrusts. He exceeded the NFL's threshold for what the league considers decent. So apparently, four is too many. So if he scores again, do less than four. But it, it, he got the. It cost the Lions fifteen yards. Uh, on the ensuing kickoff. And I'm just like, just, I know a lot of people say the NFL stands for the no fun league. And in many ways, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't like, there was no taunting. I just, I found the whole thing very funny. When he when he did it, it was funny. When we were watching replays of it, I found it even funnier. 
and the guys that I was surrounded by, there was one guy who was he was a very much very much a cartoon character. Very much he sounded like if you ever uh, if you ever saw the movie Adventures in Babysitting, great fucking movie. But there's a scene where in the bar and they're look the kids are looking to leave and the guy at the door is like, Nobody leaves here until you sing the blues. And that's what this this dude just sounded like. And he's just kind of muttering shit to himself the whole game. He's just doing noises, not even words. He's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, what is going on over there? It was whole, and he's doing commentary on it. He's like, oh god, don't do it like that. Oh god, oh, it's for the that was for the ladies. <laughs> just funny, just funny. But uh, just enjoy the football. Let the boys play. Raf, fuck. It wasn't like he kicked him in the balls. <laughs> he didn't kick him in the balls. <laughs> Fucking Christ on a cracker. All right, I'm going to end on this story. Because I saw it. And I'm like, what? I'm, I'm having a hard time believing this. But uh, apparently this happened, this story happened in England. And whenever I see stories like this, it's always it always happens in like Bangladesh or Thailand or some like third world country. It doesn't happen in America. I am really surprised that this happened in England. This story because it's always like this. No fucking way, right? But apparently, this woman was taking a nap. Right? She's on her couch. Uh, it's a Sunday, whatever. She fuck. She's got the day off. Crick, cricket's the only thing on television. She doesn't give a shit about cricket. No one does. She's taking a nap, and uh, apparently she's uh, she's snoozing the night away, and her fucking uh, mouth is open. She's a fucking mouth breather, apparently. But she's got, her daughter's got a little uh, chihuahua, a little chihuahua bell. Apparently Bell ate something during the day and it wasn't feeling so hot. Uh, apparently walked over to the grandma, Amanda Gomo. What a weird name that is, Gomo. G-O-M-M-O, Gomo. Walked over to a good old Amanda and <laughs> took a violent shit in her mouth. <laughs> this is where I'm like, what? Why is the dog walking over you to take a dump? It had, it had violent diarrhea. Now, <laughs> I know dogs will get diarrhea like everybody else. It's gross, but what are you going to do? But I've never had a dog purposely walk over to me to shit on me. But the dog walked over to her on the couch. I was sitting on her chest and just fucking gave her the good old Cleveland steamer. I don't know. What the hell? Right in her mouth. That's some good aim. Uh, clearly she woke up right away. It apparently spent the next several hours violently hurling. She was fucking chucking it up, everything. A few days later, she was hospitalized with gastrointestinal infection. It's one of several illnesses humans can contract from dogs. Good old Gomo was, uh, said she was hurling violently for hours. And she couldn't get the taste out of her mouth. What did it taste like? What does dog shit taste like? Please tell us. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Gomo's daughter, Rush Bell, the vet, learned that the dog had contracted a stomach bug. The vet prescribed Bell some antibiotics and everything appeared to be okay. And then that's when Gomo started feeling ill. I guess Gomo... Should have fucking taken these antibiotics as well. Gomo called in the ambulance, but paramedics gave her some painkillers and told her to drink fluids to flush out the infection. Two days later, the cramps had spread all over her body. 
This time, paramedics rushed her to a nearby hospital where she remained for three days. They said she was so dehydrated from being sick and having diarrhea that her kidneys had shriveled to half their size. Fucking... All this from a dog shitting in your mouth. This dog shit in my mouth. (laughs) Fucking hell. Do you keep that dog? What do you do with that dog? Well, contracting infections from dogs isn't likely. Germs and illnesses can spread in the following ways. Uh, Contaminated food and treats. Contact with dog feces. Receiving a kiss from the dog that is carrying an infection. Sleeping in the same bed as a dog. Being cut or scratched by a dog. Now, wean dog likes to give me kisses. And both the dogs sleep in the bed. And they both, both of these fucking dogs, they got to have their morning sneeze. Do your dogs have that morning sneeze? And if I'm not paying attention, they, they'll sneeze right in my fucking face. And that's what makes me believe I might be immortal. Because these dogs have sneezed like in my face and mouth all the fucking time. And I haven't died yet. So I feel like I have gotten some sort of immunity from all sorts of disease from these fucking dogs. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but that's what I feel like. Gomo says she's on the men. She says she's been drinking two Locozades a day. I don't know what Locozades are. Is that like a fucking a seltzer of some kind? Is that like an Alka Seltzer? Let me. I'm gonna look this up. L U C O, Lucose. There it is. Fucking. Uh, oh, it's like a sport drink. Huh. It says is the official home of UK's favorite Lucose soft drinks brand. But it looks like it's an energy drink from the shit that I'm seeing. It's weird when you go to other countries and then their bottles look completely different how they're made they're always like tall and skinny they're all like three feet long and like an inch in diameter (laughs) but she's been drinking lots of locos aids plenty of tea and loads of water and both gomo and the dog are doing okay have any of you ever had your dog shit in your mouth (laughs) any of you Willing to admit that a dog has shit in your mouth. Are you? Do you now have like some weird sexual dysfunctions as a result? You're like, oh my God, I can only get an erection if a dog shits in my mouth. <laughs> oh God, that's awful. <laughs> but hilarious. All right. All right, everybody. That's it. <laughs> all right everybody that's it i'm done thank you for listening to this shit it's shit i know it it's dog shit right in your mouth i get it right in your ears i get it but you choose to listen to it i had a i had a buddy text me today or technically last night and he's like man i'm on a plane and i'm listening to your podcast and i love it i'm like ah great it's great it's nice to hear I always feel very weird when people say they like it, but I'll take it. I I have to be more gracious and accepting compliments. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. If you guys can do me a solid, this is the the promotional part, Uh, a bunch of things. If you can like the Facebook page and the Twitter page, it's just Elemental Podcast. It's easy as that. Uh, If you can go check out my Macari store, a lot of sports shit for sale. If you can go to my T Public store, it's just T-shirts or whatever you want to purchase. I got four designs up there. That's just T Public, uh, tpublic.com. And my store is uh, Stew's Mafia. The symbol is that. If you can't find either, let me know, and I, I'll get you the links. It's easy as pie. Uh, if you guys could consider subscribing to the Patreon. The Patreon is just the same damn thing, just more. It's as simple as that, everybody. The freebies are Mondays and Thursdays, and I try to Patreon every other day. So if you like this shit, you'll love that shit, because it's more of the shit. It's just five bucks a month. Start whenever you want, and there we go. Okay? 
Thank you for doing that. If you do, if you can do the whole rate review, subscribe. I know it's a pain in the ass. I don't do it. I don't blame you if you don't do it. But if you, if you feel inclined to do it, great. Appreciate it. And then check out these four things. Longtime listeners know. But if you're not a longtime listener, I want you to do this shit. The Sunday Slaw, that's Adam and Stephanie House. They do a, they do a little uh, Facebook Live thing where they eat coleslaw. Right? They eat a shit ton of the slaw. So go check them out every Sunday. Little clips, every little videos. They Sometimes they do stuff other days of the week as well, too. The Sunday Slaw, Stephanie and Adam House. That'd be great. Then check out Magic JBN. That's John Badass Midgley. He's got a page for his magic stuff. He's a very talented uh, magician. He does social work. He did not give up like I did. So good for him. But go check him out on Facebook, Magic JBN. Then we got uh, Matt Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram. And Matt's got a, a little Etsy store called Barefoot Gnomes. Matt does a lot of art, and he's focusing a lot on these clay gnome things. And uh, they're very cool. I actually gave a couple away on Twitter, the uh, Bill's Mafia ones. So uh, go check him out on TikTok and Instagram. And he's got his Etsy store, Bear, uh, Barefoot Gnomes. And uh, again, that's Matt Harper Arts. That's Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. And the last but not least, my buddy Mark has a Facebook page. He's got an Instagram page. It's Bear Boards and Tables. I'll tell you just to go to the Instagram if you got the Insta. The Insta Insta. And Mark makes a lot of things out of wood. He's very talented with the saw. And he uh, makes uh, knickknacks and keychains and fucking cutting boards and tables. He probably can make whatever you want out of wood. Just ask him and he can probably do it. He's got a Macari store as well too. So go check him out on Instagram, okay? Bear boards and tables. Bear like a grizzly. So again, uh, the Sunday Slaw on Facebook. Magic JBM on Facebook, uh, Matt Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram, and Bear Boards and Tables over on Instagram as well, too. So that's it. I'm done. I will see you tomorrow. Oh, well, I'll see you tomorrow for the Patreon, or I'll see you on Thursday for the freebie. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good evening. Talk to you. Okay, bye.